when he returns. Amen, church. And every tribe and every tongue, every nation will confess that he is Lord. There will be a day, church. There will be a day. And I'm excited for it. Amen. <laughs> I'm excited for it. But as you heard this morning, it is Mission Sunday. Yes, at the Mission Church. So we're excited for this service this morning because we get to hear how we're partnering with the Lord for that day when every tribe and every tongue will confess that he is Lord. That's what this is about, Mission Sunday Church. It's about the gospel. It's about the gospel getting out there so that every person could hear about this amazing one named Jesus that has transformed our lives. That's what Mission Sunday is about. And so we're excited about what we have to share with you all because we did it together. What you're going to hear is not about what the pastoral team or what the missions committee has accomplished. It's about what we have done together with our sacrificial giving to go out to the nations that all may know about this one named Jesus. Come on, let's give him a round of applause this morning because he's worthy. Thank you, Jesus. Well, you may take your seat right where you are. And yes, it's a twofold thing, though, when we talk about Mission Sunday. There's those that go out that we're going to hear about, our missionaries that we support. But then it's also about those that send them, right? The senders. And that's what we are. Many of us in this room right now, we are the senders. And so this morning for our Mission Sunday presentation, you're going to hear from all of our missions committee on different areas of how we sent. So we'll hear from Pastor Greg on global leadership training. We'll hear from Gerard on Builders International. We'll hear from, hear from Laura on Nation Changers. And up now, Pastor Kathy is actually going to come. And she's going to give us a report on all of our missionaries we support and also um, mission projects that we've supported. And what I want you to know is that for Mission Sunday, this giving that we do, it's not just for us adults, but we also see children's ministry, BGMC, they are supporting missionaries. Our youth, in the past, they've supported A21 and Speed the Light, and also our youth are going on a mission church trip as well. So be excited, church, about what the Lord is doing, and Pastor Kathy now is going to come and share with us on what we've done in 2022. Thank you, Pastor Sandy. And yes, you're going to see quite a list. I'm just going to get started on it right away. But they could not be there unless they're sent. They've answered the call, and you've answered the call to send them. So we're going to go through quite a presentation now of our supported missions, missionaries in 2022. And um, these all receive a monthly stipend from the Mission Church. And as it's appropriate, as things come up and as we are able, we also support additional projects through the mission's budget. So we'll start now. Uh, CareNet Pregnancy Center in, in, um, in Poughkeepsie. We've been supporting them for 21 years. The Hoving Home in Garrison, New York, now has, uh, let's see, there's six different centers. Their goal is to have a hoving home in every state of the union. So they're well on their way. We've been supporting them for 21 years, and they've grown. They have a mother and child projects that are in two places right now. The newest one was just open in Massachusetts. 
This is Reach Out and Touch Prison Ministry. I suggest that you look on Facebook and look them up. The ministry that they do to prisoners in prison and as they get released, they continue with Bible study and mentorship programs in New York City around the uh, Nassau County area. It's a powerful ministry. And this year, last year, the Pandolfo family, who are mission-oriented family, um, joined another group to go for a medical and evangelism mission in the Dominican Republic. It was a medical and also children's ministry. And I have to say, Gracie charmed everybody there. In the Bronx, we have uh, Pastor Reggie Stutzman and his real life church, and it is real life. They minister to the, the homeless and the addicted in New York City, giving them food and clothing and, love, and the love of Christ every week. Daniel and Sarah Zagami are in Clarkston, Georgia, but very often Daniel travels to Africa. They are training refugees in refugee camps in, in Africa, but in addition to that, they minister to refugees down in Clarkston, Georgia. And of course, New York Ministry Network Assemblies of God has church multiplication and church planting initiatives in New York State. We've been supporting them now for two years. And as uh, Pastor Sandy said, the Mission Church Youth support Speed the Light and A21 on uh, human trafficking. They raise money in their weekly um, gatherings. And BGMC, that's the our young children's uh, ministry support, um, they've raised over $2,000 last year, and that's quite an, a, a large number. That's awesome. And this year, a new um, teen challenge went up in uh, Albany, New York, and we have been supporting them, and uh, we were also able to put a donation there as they um, did some rehab work in their facility and bought some equipment for, for repairs in their Albany, Albany, area, Albany uh, facility. Um, in Central America, Crystal Odico is in El Salvador. She's a missionary associate. Leslie Latona uh, serves in Colombia, and the Maddox family, all those kids growing up together, serving in missions in Colombia. And the Andersons are in Ecuador, and the McCarthys are in Uruguay. Joe and Mary Benacasa, they're itinerating now, but they are serving in Italy. And Eric, Erica and Mark Anthony um, Lycia are with Convoy of Hope in Spain, and they are expect, expecting a second baby soon. And Kirsten Hakes, she serves in the Middle East. Um, look for her also on Facebook. Her ministry, her ministry is, is so powerful. A brave young woman serving in the Middle East. We can't tell you where. The Rollisons and the, and the Whites are also serving in places in, in the Middle East that we're not allowed to name. Uh, George and Joyce Butron serve in Singapore, and the Gratch family serves uh, also in Asia. We can't name it. Tina Richter has served uh, for many years in Asia. Meaningful Life International is the Clean Water Evangelism Projects in Ghana. They plant churches. We've been supporting them uh, for over nine years, and that's the group that we supported a well. Um, out of the benevolence budget last year. 
Stephen and Monica Wangham, the Cedar Mountain Chapel, we've been supporting them for 14 years, and he's also the Global Leadership Coordinator for West Africa. And Kristen and Susie Dimagard, serving in East Africa, we can't say where. Um, John and Joan Kabue in Uganda, Global Leadership Coordinators as well. And Philip and Gloria Kayemba, Assemblies of God Kenya, Global Leadership Coordinator in Kenya. And Bill and Barbara Kurt, Assemblies of God University in Kenya. And their son, Stephen and Bailey, the wife, uh, serve in East Africa in Involved International. They plant churches and schools in the name of Jesus in many countries in, in Africa. And these are some special missions projects we supported last year. New Jersey Adult and Teen Challenge for Building Projects, Cuba Pastors Crisis Relief, Food Relief uh, for numerous pastors in, in uh, Cuba, Converge Church uh, AG Church in Schenectady for a construction project, Involved International for Church Planting in Burundi, and Kenya Assemblies of God Leadership Development Programs. So these are many programs, that's a lot of money. And by, your, by God's grace and your generosity, we're able to support these projects. And of course, monthly support goes to Builders International. And um, this, last year, we were able to donate $10,000 towards the construction material. And Gerard's gonna come up in a few minutes and tell you all about that project. And of course, we have global leadership training. Pastor Greg um, uh, puts these uh, trainings in, in many countries in Africa. And Nation Changes International, Laura Johnson is the founder. And Laura is going to come up in about a moment and tell us all about Nation Changes. Mission Church, thank you for sending. And Laura's gonna come up now. Good morning, Mission Church. I'm Laura Johnson, founder of Nation Changers International, and I'd like to pick up where I left off last year, uh, announcing our first uh, golf, Mission Church golf fundraising event. And uh, Nation Changers was the beneficiary of this amazing event that was really born in the heart of our very own Bob Torzilli, sitting right back there. <laughs> Many of you have been greeted by Bob at the, the, the doors of the church. So I was joined by an amazing team. You can see them up there. Uh, Pastor Kathy, JT. You don't know JT, uh, but uh, hopefully we will get to know JT. Right, Bob? <laughs> and uh, then we had uh, Jerry and Dan and uh, Bob. <laughs> okay, so... Uh, I'm also grateful for all of our volunteers. Uh, that day was a fun day, but it was a long day, and we had a lot of folks that uh, stepped up, and I wish I could have pictured them all up there on one graphic, but uh, there were too many to put up. So thank you to everyone who uh, volunteered that day. And participants, some of you, you recognize some of these guys. Now oh, the pictures aren't that great, are they? They look better on my computer. <laughs> we were also joined by uh, more than 80 friends and family of Bob Torzilli who generously donated to Nation Changers International for a combined total of $25,000. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. So we are going to do it again. <laughs> 
and I hope all of you can participate um, this year. You don't have to be a golfer to be a nation changer. Okay, so please uh, get involved and uh, keep an eye on your inbox. We're going to be sending a save the date email out uh, so you can put that date aside and uh, be a part of our fundraiser. So uh, last year, uh, we had projected a budget of $21,000. I'm pleased to say that we were more than able to meet that budget. Thank you, Lord. And, um, uh, and it was, of course, the, the golf outing and your support that uh, enabled us to do that. So before our event, we had received uh, $7,500 in donations. Uh, 5,000 of that was designated for our orphanage in um, Kampala, Uganda. So that went directly there to support the production of the sanitary products that the young women need at that home. So uh, that is an ongoing project. After our golf event and uh, we, and updating the needs of Good Samaritan in Kampala, we were able to wire another $12,000. Now, let me tell you what that was for. They needed shoes. We bought 200 pair of shoes. They don't buy soap. They make soap. But they needed the materials to make soap. So, and uh, those are some big bars of soap. Check them out. <laughs> But they used it to wash their hands, their bodies, their clothes, their sheets. And uh, if I had more time, I would have put pictures up. They, they wash all their clothes and their sheets, and then they just lay them out on the grass to dry. So, but they do that all by hand. Um, we also purchased materials to produce books. Uh, when your kids go back to school, you go and buy them a marble notebook, right? They make them by the hundreds. <laughs> So um, they also make their own uh, body oil or, or moisturizer. And uh, many of the products that they produce at the orphanage are now being sold at the market. This is a fulfillment of our vision, that these children would learn marketable skills and be, and be self-sufficient when they reach adulthood. So that was, uh, that was great to hear, that they're actually out selling their, their homemade goods. And uh, this year, we will be partnering with the Kenya Assemblies of God to bring all 10 of the Kenya Kids Orphanages to a place of self-sufficiency. To that end, I will be traveling to Kenya. I've not been there since 2018, so I'm excited to go back. Um, going in August, and I will be visiting these orphanages, meeting the directors and assessing the needs and prioritizing uh, how the money will be spent. So uh, let's see, where am I? Lost my place. Um, okay, we have successfully completed three projects in Kenya. Uh, two were dairy cow projects, and one was a, a farm uh, drip irrigation project. So those orphanages are running very well now and, uh, and quite sufficient. So, uh, but here is a list of the orphanages that I'm going to be... I'm, I won't get to them all, but I'm going to try and visit as many as I can uh, that are gonna, we're going to be raising funds for in 2023. Taita... Uh, they need uh, school fees and food program uh, because uh, 
They just don't have it. They own land, but they need to build a home. So maybe I could be partnering with Builders International on that one. Uh, KK, eight children uh, in a home that is rented, but they also need uh, food and school fees, and they want to buy the house that they're renting right now, and there's land there that they could farm also. Uh, Kasumu Child Development Center. This is uh, not a residential facility, but they uh, facilitate uh, food and school fees for 200 orphan children in that area. Uh, people are still dying of AIDS and HIV in, in that area. So they need uh, some help with uh, school fees and food. Lemuru, 11 children need school fees and food. Uh, they also need a well. And uh, Pastor Kathy mentioned Meaningful Life uh, does well digging. I don't know if they do it in Kenya, but if there is uh, maybe someone uh, whose business wants to, uh, it usually costs about $10,000, does not it, uh, Pastor Kathy, to, to drill a well? Yes, yeah, so if there's anyone who thinks they want to take that project on or your business or your company, uh, that would be awesome. Um, let's see. Uh, that was Lemuru, right? Yes. Kakamega. <laughs> Nine displaced children uh, during the pandemic. That means they had to move out of their house. They were unable to keep them there. Uh, they are in a temporary uh, situation. In order to bring them back, uh, they have to be able to uh, provide school fees, and uh, they need funding for a farming project. Engineer, that's actually the name of a town or whatever in Africa. There are nine children there, but they are going to be moving them to Lemuru uh, because the government uh, allows up to 20 children in these residential facilities. So Nyasa, 300 children. Uh, they have a well and they have land and they're going to begin farming this year. So I think they're in good shape, but we're going to be assessing what they may need there. This one really gripped my heart. Turkana. 200 children have a home and a school in a remote area of Kenya. The boys do not typically go to school. They take care of sheep and cows. And the girls are rescued from being mutilated. And so they need counseling, and they need sanitary projects. Now, we did a sanitary project in 2018 in Uganda. So we know how to do this. We just need the funding. So um, I would love to be able to do that again in Turkana. I'm hopeful we can partner uh, once again with Days for Girls, as we did in Uganda, uh, for, to fulfill a temporary need there until we can do the project uh, to teach the girls how to make their own washable, reusable sanitary products. So we are working also in partnership with Gift of Life uh, to diagnose and treat orphaned children that have heart murmurs. So that's a, a new partnership. I'm very excited about that, and we'll see uh, how that works out. So as you can see, we have a lot of work to do, and uh, with God's help and your support, uh, we'll be able to do it all. It'll all come to pass. I've seen God do. I made the, 2022 blew me away, blew me away. <laughs>
He always does, doesn't he? He always does exceeding abundantly above all that I could ask or think. So thank you again for supporting Nation Changers International. And uh, now we're going to see a video on Builders International.
So this doesn't happen without your help and support, right? Without your financial support, without your prayers. Um, prior to COVID, we had since like 2009, we had been pretty much on a missions trip every year. Uh, a lot of building trips, some medical trips. And um, so it was good to get back. It was good to get back to, to doing something, physically going out there and doing something. And uh, people are just so grateful. Steve and Jill have been building churches for the last two years. Prior to Steve getting there, uh, Uruguay Assembly of God dedicated about one to two churches a year. Uh, the last two years, they dedicated 18, maybe 20 churches. I'm not sure if they finished the last two. So that's just absolutely incredible. Absolutely incredible. A couple of stories. Um, you saw the baptism there. They had the pool in the church, and, and that's how they do it. Um, that guy that was baptized, that, that church was one of the first churches that Steve built. And uh, that guy never went to church. His wife went to church. Uh, but he saw the building going up, and he decided he was going to help. He's actually a mason. And, uh, and so he did. And by the end, he got saved. And then he, uh, he helped us with a church we were building. So at the end, you saw uh, there was a young pastor and his wife there, Samuel and Cecilia. They, uh, they're the pastors of that church. They have a little baby there. Um, they were just so grateful, and, and he was in there doing what he could to help. Uh, the people were just so willing to help, and it was just, it was just a tremendous experience. Uh, we also had a chance, uh, Wendy and Derek had a chance to go to Teen Challenge and give their testimonies. Uh, so there's just a lot going on. Uh, again, we're just very grateful for uh, the blessings of Mission Church, for many, so many of these projects we've done. And um, I, I get choked up every time I see this video even though I've seen it probably 10 times. So I just want to say thank you. Oh, I'm sorry, one more, one more thing. Um, this year we hope to go to Italy again, to uh, Naples. Uh, Joe and Mary Benacasa are uh, hoping to uh, develop a property there and uh, do some renovations. So we'll know more about that probably the end of April, the beginning of uh, May. So we'll be in touch. Thank you. Well, if you've, uh, if you've been wondering why we call ourselves the Mission Church now, you understand. So if you're new to our church, this is, this is uh, at the heart, the core of who we are and what we do. It's not about just being able to minister to our community here in the Hudson Valley in New York, but also to obey uh, our Lord's command to go into all of the world and to preach the gospel. Building churches, uh, partnering with orphanages, training leaders, supporting missionaries is all a part of fulfilling that call. We also believe that it's important to, to pass this, this uh, mandate on to the young people of our church. And so I'm going to ask Pastor Dylan to come on up here, and he's going to uh, give you an update on what the youth are going to be doing this year. So, Pastor Dylan? Amen. Yes. So if you haven't heard, I'm sure you have heard, but the Mission Church Youth is going to Nairobi, Kenya this summer, which is an amazing opportunity. Yeah, you can clap. Yep. It's awesome. It's awesome. So I had the privilege this past October to go to Nairobi and meet uh, the pastors at uh, 
uh, the church over there in Nairobi with Pastor Charles and Pastor Daniel, uh, their youth pastor. And it was just such a blessing meeting them, seeing the needs that they have. We visited orphanages. We visited different churches in the community, saw some of the slums in the area there in Nairobi. And uh, believe it or not, they love basketball over there in Nairobi. Yeah. So I had an opportunity to play some basketball with them. You know, I kind of showed them how it's done. But, but anyway... Uh, it was a really amazing opportunity, and so we're looking to go back this summer and do some outreach programs with some basketball, do some children's ministry and orphanages, and just bless them in Nairobi. You got to meet different youth ministries out there, too, who are really excited about getting to meet our youth ministry and just partner together and do ministry over in Nairobi. So thank you for your support, church, and we would appreciate your prayers along the way. God bless you. Yeah, so basketball... They love basketball there in, uh, in East Africa, and um, when we show up with a team, especially a bunch of Americans that are putting together some sort of a, you know, a tournament of basketball teams, um, they come out in those neighborhoods, they just come out in droves. I mean, there'll be a hun hundreds of kids that will come out, so it's a great opportunity to uh, connect with them and also to, to be able to minister the gospel to them. So during the tournament, you know, they'll have a time where they'll have everybody sit down and they'll do, you know, gospel presentations and some other presentations like that. And then we're also connected with the local churches. So all of these kids, these families will get connected to local churches. So it's a great opportunity for outreach. So if you're interested, see Pastor Dylan. So we're grateful for what the Lord has enabled our youth to do. We're grateful for Builders International. We're grateful for nation changers, for all of the missionary support, uh, missionaries that we support. And there's one more uh, partnership that our church has, and that is called Global Leadership Training. And uh, the mission of Global Leadership Training is basically founded around this core axiom, that leadership will destroy the man or the woman whose character has not been prepared for it meaning when a leader is elevated before their character, their sense of integrity and humility and ethics has been properly developed, that promotion can actually ruin them, and, and often does. Christianity around the world is growing at, at an amazing, incredible rate. People are coming to Christ. Churches are being established all around the world, especially in developing nations. But unfortunately... Because there are so many people getting saved so quickly, many young converts are being elevated into positions of leadership before they've been properly trained and before their character has been properly developed to support that, that promotion. And what we've been seeing in a lot of these developing nations is that these young leaders, they get pushed into the limelight and uh, they get enamored by the crowds, um, they become corrupted by the money, they become tempted by the opposite sex, and because they lack structures of accountability to protect them, they get into trouble. So global leadership training um, provides conferences and coaching and material to emphasize this truth, that before God promotes you, he first wants to prepare your character, and your competency as a healthy foundation 
for enduring leadership. And without that, character and competence, um, you're going to have a lot, of, a lot of troubles. So since 2001, when we founded Global Leadership Training, we have been providing uh, training events from Ghana to Nigeria, from Kenya to Tanzania, Rwanda, Canada to Cuba, India to South America. We have done uh, over 70 conferences. Tens, literally tens of thousands of pastors have come to our events to focus on this core essential, the character of leadership as a healthy foundation. Last year, uh, Global Leadership was in East Africa. We conducted three conferences in partnership with the Kenya Assemblies of God. They specifically asked us to come and to platform three conferences, which we did in uh, Kisumu, Bungoma, and uh, Mombasa. We had over a thousand pastors um, through those events. Now, if you're new to our church, we want to give you a little bit of a glimpse of what global leadership training is all about. So I want to show you a brief video that gives you an overview of our events from last year. So you can go ahead and watch that.
How'd you like that white suit, huh? <laughs> Couldn't resist. Couldn't resist. So every day we see on the, on the news and, and on social media the broken condition of this world. War, crime, poverty, disease, death, uh, corrupt governments led by fallen men. This is not how God created the world to be. It's what man's rebellion against God has created. And against this backdrop of man's depravity and brokenness, the Bible shows us that God has made a way for mankind to be restored to Him and to be saved from our sin. And that way is Jesus Christ. Amen? The Savior of the world who died on the cross... This is what missions is all about, to go into all of the world to preach the good news of God's love and Jesus Christ and how we can be restored to him and saved from our sin. The gospel confronts the reality that this world is lost and that the men of this world, the women of this world, the people of this world are lost, but that God loves the lost men and women of this world, and he sent his son to save them, save us from our sin. That's the gospel. And that's why Jesus said that if we're going to follow him, then we must be carriers of this message of good news, that we must not just hear in Dutchess County, Putnam County, Hudson Valley, but that we must go into all the world and preach the gospel. Matthew 28, 19, Jesus said, go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded to you. This is what we call the Great Commission. Can we say that together? The Great Commission. It is the command to go into all of the world preach the gospel, make disciples in all of the nations. Now today, there are over 7 billion people in the world. And of that 7 billion people, about 5 billion have not been reached with the gospel. 5 billion people that could pass into eternity because they do not know Jesus without Jesus as their, as their Savior. 5 billion people to stand before before God. This is why we've got to take the message of the gospel to the world. Amen? Amen. This is why Jesus tells us to go. This is why we are the mission church. We take this very, very seriously. Now, we're thankful for those who have gone. Pastor Kathy went over the list of missionaries. These are the people whom God has called to uproot themselves from their homes from the cultures that they're familiar with, their families, to uproot themselves and their children, to leave the great school systems that we have here, to leave the great healthcare systems that we have here, to leave everything wonderful about the United States, and to go transplant and live in other lands, third world countries. God's called them to go, and thank God that they said yes, amen? They said yes, and they've put themselves in these environments that are very challenging environments. We're thankful for those that have gone to build churches. We saw Builders International and Gerard and the team that went this past year are going to be doing that again this year, Lord willing. We're thankful for those who go to the orphanages. 
Children that have been displaced because of war, because of poverty, because of disease, right? And in these orphanages, you know, the, the Bible says God takes what the devil meant for evil, turns it around and uses it for good. It's in these orphanages now where these children are being taught the gospel. They're being educated. They're, being, they're learning trades. They're learning marketable skills. They're learning how to become entrepreneurs. They're learning how to support themselves, right? And thank God for these orphanages. And, and thank God for the opportunity to go and to bring training to pastors, not just pastors, but, but civic and corporate leaders to teach them what the Word of God says about being a Christ follower. We're thankful for those who go. Amen? Everybody say go. Thank God for those who go, but not everyone can go. And not everyone has that specific mantle on their life to uproot themselves and their families and to be transplanted to another culture. Not everyone's called to do that. Some are called to send. Everybody say send. So in Romans chapter 10, Paul said, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? And how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? Unless they are sent. So this was written by the Apostle Paul, who was called to go. He was a goer. But he understood that that was his calling, as it was the calling of others who are called the apostles. The word apostle literally means sent one, one who is sent. The call to go, however, is not specific to everyone. Some of us will be called to send. In fact, many of us will fulfill our part in the Great Commission by enabling and by sustaining those who go, partnering with them so they can go. So the Great Commission is not just about going, it's also about sending, amen? Sending. Jesus himself was a sender in the Great Commission. He sent his disciples into the world. He empowered them to preach the gospel. Father God, was a sender. He sent his son Jesus, right? Jesus was the first missionary. Jesus was the first one to go, to leave his home in heaven and to come to us who were lost. And he was able to do that because why? Because the father was a sender. Amen? Father was a sender. Jesus was a sender, right? Some of us may never go. We may never be called to do that. But all of us, let me say it again, All of us who are Christ followers, we are called to send. We're called to send, right? In the book, Serving as Senders, Neil Parolo writes this. In secular war, for every one person on the battlefront, there are nine others backing him up in supplies and support, the supply line. If not for the supply line, those soldiers on the front lines would never survive. They're only able to do what they can do because of the supplies that are sent to them, the senders, right? Amen? Right? You may not be called to go, but you're called to be a part of that supply chain. And this is the way that missions is done in the kingdom of God. It's a partnership. 
when God calls people to go, he doesn't just magically, supernaturally cause resources and funds to appear in their bank accounts. What he does is he provides those resources to those who go by blessing those of us who remain here in our local church who have businesses and careers and resources, and God blesses us with those resources, and then he calls us to channel those resources to those who go. One author said, God prospers us not to raise our standard of living, but to raise our standard of giving. Does that make sense? Right? He prospers us not just so that we can build bigger homes and have nicer cars and have a, greater ward, a great wardrobe. He blesses us so that we can become great senders. Amen. Right? And this is one reason why our church, I believe, has been so incredibly blessed. Because our heart is missions. And missions is the heart of the Father. And when we become senders, when we partner with those who go, God sees that faithfulness and God begins to bless us personally. He begins to increase us personally so that we can be faithful with that increase, not hold on to it, but so that we can release it. Amen? Amen. This is biblical. Jesus said, he said, to whom much is given, much will be required. He said, because you've been faithful in little, I'll make you ruler over much. Amen? Hallelujah. So we recognize that God flows resources into our lives so that we can steward those resources into the kingdom of God to advance the gospel, to support missions, right? To build churches, to help orphans and train them up in the way they should go and to train leaders. Amen. This is how missions gets done. It doesn't get done without those who enable and those who sustain, and that means us as senders. So that brings us to the consecration part of our service. I'm going to ask the worship team to join me up here, where we have the opportunity now literally to become senders. So we have provided everyone with uh, pledge cards and uh, my wife and I, we have our pledge card, and uh, we also have our sacrificial offering, and uh, we're not asking you to do anything that we are not already doing. We believe in missions. We are personal supporters of missionaries and missions here in the Mission Church. You can see how we're not just senders, but we actually go as well. And um, so we're asking you to stand with the Mission Church, especially if you're a member of this church. We're asking you to let's stand together and let's be faithful senders as pastors.